This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Johnny Depp's new message to fans as his attorney, Camille Vasquez, celebrates another win. We are grateful, so grateful to the jury. Plus, who was caught sleeping during the trial? And could Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's bitter divorce battle be the next celeb courtroom showdown? Signs Brad may be taking a page from Johnny's playbook. I'm just going to leave it at that. Then, Matthew McConaughey's tearful plea in the wake of the Uvalde mass shooting. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. And Tom Cruise's Top Gun troubles why Maverick is getting sued. Come on! Plus, we bring the heat. Papa Pratt's Jurassic Confessions. What happened? Two seconds ago, I was changing diapers, and here I am. As the OG cast shares memories of their first premiere with Princess Diana. How about that? E.T. starts now. A tale of two exes. Johnny Depp showing no signs of shying away from the spotlight, but where is Amber Heard? Welcome, everybody, to Entertainment Tonight. Nearly a week after Johnny's defamation victory, we are learning new details about what went on inside the courthouse as Depp takes his career renaissance to the streets of TikTok. Arriving at court, working on music, and on stage with guitarist Jeff Beck, Johnny's first TikTok featured personal behind-the-scenes footage and a message to fans, quote, We have walked the same road together. We did the right thing together, all because you cared. And now we will all move forward together. 
Johnny's ex, Amber, quickly fired back at the celebratory post, claiming the verdict sends a bad message to victims of domestic violence, writing, as Johnny Depp says he's moving forward, women's rights are moving backward. Johnny was spotted out today in Northern England before hitting the stage. On Sunday, he posed with fans and reportedly racked up a staggering $62,000 bill at an Indian restaurant celebrating his trial victory. Ms. Heard, there is no question pending, and I would appreciate it if you wouldn't be making argument to the jury. Meanwhile, Johnny's courtroom attorney, trial standout Camille Vasquez, just got a big promotion. Her firm announced today she's been elevated to partner. As for Johnny's ex... This is humiliating for any human being to go through. A source tells E.T. Amber is not in a good place. Quote, she feels very alone and like she lost a lot of friends. She is sad that people she hoped would support her didn't. Amber's plan right now is to focus on being a mom, spend quality time with her daughter, and stay out of the limelight. Is she able to pay a $10.4 million judgment? Oh, no, absolutely not. We're told Amber's going through a rough financial time right now, but during the course of the trial, she apparently was living large, staying at this mansion that rented for $20 $22,000 a month. Speaking of pricey real estate, one of the five penthouses Amber and Johnny lived in during their 15-month marriage is on the market. The historic condo in downtown LA is listed at $1.765 million. The loft space is 1,780 square feet. Johnny talked about the condo on the stand, testifying he let Amber's sister, Whitney, stay there. She uh, needed a place, so we gave her penthouse four to live in. And listen to this new trial bombshell. They're a fugitives dozing off. Court stenographer Judy Bellinger, seen here with Johnny, told Law & Crime Network some of the jurors actually fell asleep. Were the jurors who were dozing off, were they in the back row, front row, both? Both. Both. And it was, it was tough because there was a lot of video deposition. And, you know, they would just sit there and all of a sudden I'd see their head drop. And after Johnny's trial victory, some wonder if Brad Pitt has new ammo in his very public war with his ex. Some fans want him to seek a defamation trial against Angelina Jolie and allow a jury to decide. This comes as Brad files new court documents. The allegation is that Angelina Jolie knew exactly how this would hurt him, and that's really what this lawsuit is about, is this sense of betrayal. ETs obtained the just-amended 53-page lawsuit over control of their $164 million French vineyard. Back in February, Brad accused Angie of trying to undermine his investment by not disclosing that she was selling her interest to a Russian oligarch. Brad's demanding a jury trial and adds that the oligarch, quote, maintains personal and professional relationships with Vladimir Putin's inner circle. Entertainment lawyer Mitra Uharian says this especially stings since Angelina just visited refugees displaced by the Russian dictator. By including Putin's name, that's a deliberate strategy. A jury is going to be very sympathetic to Brad not wanting to go into business with a Russian oligarch. As for a potential defamation case, nothing's been filed, but there is this. It's personal, and I, I, I won't say, I won't say very much. But if somebody comes in and assaults us, you look at me and you look at Ruth, you have a better chance of seeing bruises on me. You said this is personal. Personal for a lot of people. Yeah. On the Today Show in March, Jolie was advocating for more to be done to stop violence against women and children. You'll remember she claimed she feared for her kid's safety while married to Brad. He was investigated for possible child abuse and cleared of any wrongdoing. I can't imagine that he would want to tie this with the Depp lawsuit because of how salacious that was. So I think this is going to be much more focused on a contractual dispute. Also speaking out, 
Matthew McConaughey getting emotional after the Uvalde tragedy. He said, Daddy's gonna take you to SeaWorld one day. She did not get to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> Today at a White House press briefing, the Oscar winner fought tears talking about meeting families of the young victims gunned down in his hometown. Wife Camilla held a pair of sneakers recovered from the scene. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Matthew, who also met with lawmakers, delivered this impassioned plea. We are not as divided as we are being told we are. We start by making laws that save innocent lives and don't infringe on our Second Amendment rights. It's more than our right to do so. It's our responsibility. Here, here, Matthew, it is all our responsibility. Now, let's move on to Tom Cruise, because Top Gun Maverick is well on its way to becoming Tom's first movie to pass a billion dollars worldwide. But now, there's new trouble for Top Gun. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Let's get to work. This is quite a moment. And I kept having to push the film off another year, another year, and I just said, look, we're gonna wait, and we're gonna deliver it for the theaters. Now that Top Gun timeline is at the center of a new copyright infringement lawsuit filed by the family of the author whose article inspired the first film. There was no danger, so I took it. And broke a major rule of engagement. According to the suit obtained by E.T., the heirs to Ahud Yane's 1983 article Top Guns claim Paramount did not reacquire the rights to the story after the deal expired in 2020. The family is seeking an unspecified amount in damages. Having any fun yet? In a statement to E.T., Paramount says, quote, these claims are without merit and we will defend ourselves vigorously. The film went into production in 2018 and was supposedly completed by 2019 in order to be released in 2020. But what had happened is Paramount did some reshoots between that period of time. So the argument now is that those reshoots meant that the film actually wasn't complete. The COVID pandemic also contributed to Maverick being released more than two years after the deal expired. Everything had to be right. It had to be absolutely perfect. And 36 years, people have wanting to do it. Paramount first pitched a Top Gun sequel in the early 90s, then again in 2010. The latter was stalled after the 2012 death of Top Gun's original director, Tony Scott. This Maverick sequel currently has a worldwide gross of more than a half a billion dollars. There's a lot of money at stake. This is the type of case that settles outside of court. Paramount would have to pull the movie out of theaters, and that's something that is not gonna happen. Well, coming for Top Gun's number one spot at the box office, Jurassic World Dominion. It drops on Friday, and I caught up with the cast at their big Hollywood premiere, which also served as a little daddy break for Chris Pratt. My daughter, Lila, I've kind of spent a lot more time with her now that mom was with a new baby, Eloise, and so I'm just out like looking at snails and leaves and grass and playing with bubbles. I'm 42 years old. Bubbles, man, that's where it's at. How is Dad Duty going? Because this is a special time in fatherhood. It's like going from zero to 60 in no seconds. At a home, it's really kind of zero, which I love. And then to be here, it's like, wait, what happened? On the black carpet, we caught Chris sneaking a quick selfie with his Jurassic World Dominion co-star Bryce Dallas Howard. And it sparked a throwback memory. Chris was just talking. He goes, remember the first selfie we ever took together? Because he was like, we have to take a selfie. It was on the red carpet after a Golden Globes party that my dad took 
and he then tweeted it and said the two stars of Jurassic World and Chris had not been cast yet. Oh, no. <laughs> That's another plane, right? Not exactly. What if this was the last one for Chris and Bryce and then this became your franchise? We have a never-ending group chat, so I like to believe that Chris will still be in my life. I know he will. Uh, and Bryce is directing it, so. Oh, she's directing the I next decided. one. Oh, oh. I mean, we You've keep, decided. Oh, oh. we just keep saying it because words are powerful. Fingers crossed newcomer Dewan DeWise can manifest that into reality. As for the three Jurassic Park OGs reuniting for this movie hitting theaters Friday, they have fond memories of one of their first premieres. We had a kind of a royal screening. Steven Spielberg was here. You know, Sam Neill was here. Princess Diana was here. You know, and we showed and we showed them the movie. That was You're standing there next to Diana. Not standing, sitting. You sat and watched the movie with popcorn, popcorn. Yes. How about that? It was an incredible memory. It was extraordinary. She was so generous to us and amazing. And that is a reminder of the staying power of this franchise. Yeah. Absolutely. Good mm. times last night, huh? Yeah, it was. All right, now to this $744 million mm. franchise losing its leading lady. I've been through this a lot. <laughs> Nev Campbell rejects a return to Scream 6. Details about her dispute as new cast members are named. Oh, my gosh. Plus, Penn Badgley spills you season four secrets. Look, to be real. And why he's reuniting with a Gossip Girl co-star. It was really nice after all this time. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. That is your first look at Scream star Jenna Ortega as the new Wednesday Addams. The series is set to drop on Netflix later this year. Meanwhile, Scream 6 will apparently go on without Nev Campbell. Nev confirming the big reason why her ghost face chasing days are officially over. He's gonna try and kill me. Are you doing six? Do we have a, a confirmation on this? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I am. Still up in the air? What's the what's the decision process? Is it? I, don't, I can't get into it. That's what Nev told our Will Marfuji last month, and now we know why. Her paycheck. In a statement, Nev says she felt the offer quote did not equate to the value I have brought to the franchise, so she's out. Not in my movie. This isn't the first time Nev's expressed frustration with the compensation, and fellow Scream Queen Jamie Lee Curtis gave her some advice. I didn't make a huge amount. On three, I did all right, but no back end. I've not had a, a piece of the pie, per se. At some point, it's okay to say, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna get paid this, or I'm not gonna be able to play in your sandbox. So who will star in six? Dermot Moroni joins the cast as a cop. Hayden Panettiere, Jenna and Courtney Cox have all confirmed they will return. What are the chances we get Sydney and Gail back together, the group, the whole gang? What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know about contracts and where things are, but I mean, I tell you in the script, it, it's a really good one. It's great. Here we go. I think that this is probably the most aggressive and violent version of Ghostface we've ever seen, which I think it would be really fun to shoot. Oh, Amber, I'm coming. Can't wait to see it, but y'all need to figure the Nev Campbell thing out. All right, coming up, tales from the live-action Little Mermaid with 
Melissa McCarthy. She's such an incredible villain. You've got it, sweet cakes. We get under the sea scoop as Melissa reveals her new HGTV show. It's a weird thing to be like, so nice to meet you. Can we have your key? Yeah. yeah. Plus, our Penn Badgley exclusive. Let's go there. Let's, Let's go talk about you. How he's changing things up for you, season four. <laughs> I should talk to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs>through divorces how hard is it asking for a friend to write so openly it's very therapeutic for us to like that's our outlet the chicks dropped by the kelly clarkson show today where they shared songwriting advice about divorce the more specific you are the more it's universal to other people all of their music is still on rotation for me. Now, let's get to Melissa McCarthy's family affair. She's teaming up with her cousin, Jenna Perusik, for their new HGTV renovation show, The Great Give Back. But first, Melissa is giving back to us through song. In a minute, oh. I'm Anita. Just singing, Just singing Lizzo to you. In a minute, I'm Anita. It is on a constant loop. I'm not mad at it. Thank you, Lizzo. It's about damn time. Yep, it's about time Melissa and Jenna get their own renovation show after their memorable appearance on Celebrity IOU in 2020. God, that felt good. Kudos to you, because also getting people to trust you with their homes and their lives and their futures, that's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a weird thing to be like, so nice to meet you. Can we have your key? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one asked questions. No one's like, like, what are you thinking? Right. They were just like, all right, see you later. It's kind of a bad idea. <laughs> Welcome to your home. Yes. The Great Give Back premieres Monday on HGTV and Discovery Plus. We have found some remarkable people who just give and give and give of themselves. So we're going to surprise these lovely people and give back to them. There's so much kindness and good in the world. It's everywhere. It just is not always heard. And so we really wanted to shine that light on, on how amazing people really are. So you guys are family. If you have a disagreement, how does that go? We fight. Yeah, we go right brutal. to, it goes fight club. What? No, it's always like we kind of find a path. We've never broken up. No. I like that so much. Melissa, I have to ask you before we, we leave you guys, yes. we are all waiting for Ursula and the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I was so sad when it ended. Every single part of that was like a like a wonderful dream yeah. that I did not want to wake up from. She's such an incredible villain. You've got it, sweet cakes. And Melissa's so nice, it's almost hard to imagine her as Ursula, but I cannot wait for that. Now, let's get to a much different kind of thrill, especially if you're a fan of the Netflix series You. Rachel Smith joined us from Madame Tussauds, New York, in Times Square. Rach, I'm already scared. Already. Oh, I know, right? The fear is so real, Nichelle. But who better to give us exclusive scoop on season four of You than Mr. Penn Badgley himself? I will find you. One would think that things are going to pick up in season four. On mm, Paris. Ah, oui. 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 But not the case. Y'all no. are in London. <laughs> what yeah. gives? Um, look, to be real, it's cheaper. I can't imagine having to let go of Joe and then go home. To your lovely wife and kids, yeah, you know? I, it's like, oh, let me play with the toddler now. Yeah, right. I don't, I mean, yes, I have a little bit of fake blood in my fingernails. Sorry, let me just, <laughs> I'm like an action star. You can trust me with this secret love. If it's up, then it's up. Cardi B's really enjoying watching some Joe as well. Might we see Cardi pop up? She did pitch to Netflix saying, hey, I could be in Paris Fashion did, Week. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cardi and I still haven't even met in person. We what? were We were trying to make something happen. Ken, let E.T. arrange yeah, this meat <laughs> right. sash you wanna, for y'all. You want to be the liaison. 
Ben's a busy guy. He just finished shooting episode four of You, and he's co-hosting a podcast, Pod Crushed, which has been reliving the awkward and sweet moments of middle school. The ironic thing, he actually dropped out of school and traded it for Hollywood. Your first credit is boy number one on Will and Grace in 1999. Yeah, I was 12. I know That's that much. That's insane. So you are yeah. living this middle school experience mm -hmm. on television. Yeah. How did that work out for you? <clears throat> I should talk to my therapist. <laughs> There's something about like bringing these stories to life, how painful that time is, and what are the conditions you could create that would make that less painful and more powerful. New episodes drop Tuesdays on Stitcher, and in each one, Penn reads an adolescent story submitted by a listener. Celeb guests like Drew Barrymore, Amy Schumer, and Penn's Gossip Girl co-star Leighton Meester stop by too. And it was it was really nice after all this time to just be more relaxed and at ease with ourselves and, and reflect on a time when we weren't. Woo, y'all, Penn's voice, I could listen to him all day. <laughs> all right, coming up, Martin is back, a sneak peek at their TV reunion. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what, if you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what, you'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. He almost seems superhuman. Tomorrow on ET, only one show can take you behind the scenes of the new Elvis biopic. When he came out on stage, it was electrifying. Can't wait for this. I'm seeing the movie later this week. Oh. I'll be with the cast this weekend. She's teasing me. That's what that's called. Before we go, when it comes to classic sitcoms, oh. you can identify this one with just one word. What's that? Gina! <laughs> he didn't say it like that. But we cannot wait for this reunion. The cast of Martin, together again for the mm. first time in 25 years. Wow. <laughs> we would watch the show more than we would make music. Did you miss me? This show was and still is big for the culture. Can there be a Martin reboot? I mean, the people want to know. Now this streams June 16th on BET Plus. How did you get that assignment? Get to stepping, Kevin. Get to stepping. We'll see y'all later. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.